Welcome to We Have Fun. We back. Welcome to We Have Fun. We back. Welcome to We Have Fun. Welcome to We Have Fun. 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 We have fun every day. We have fun. Generally. Well, Douglas, you're here. I was born in the game. He merely adopted it. <laughs> what are that sounds? I hope great. I hope it I, I, yeah, great. It's, it looks like it came through real good. It did. I'm really happy for you. I projected. You. you sure did. I was like, you are Whoa. projecting. We have projections here. Mm-hmm. We project a lot. I'll say. You do. I'll say that we project a lot. Oh, God, that sounds gross when you say it like that. It sounds icky. This is a really bad podcast for you. <laughs> it's true. It probably is bad for I mean, them. hey, we have fun. We do. Jump. Right. That's where we jump. Right. Leave this in. Off of a bridge together. <laughs> hand um, in hand. We, what do we have planned? Um, what are we talking about? We are talking about various topics tonight. Good. Um, everyone's going to love it. It's going to be so interesting I across so. the board. I hope so. Um, I hope so. Um, I want to talk about what is the least fun. No. Good. No. <laughs> All right, so I'll just say it like this, and then maybe I don't know. You can get somewhere with it, but I w- I recently downloaded uh, MLB 19, the show. Yes, it is the free game. It was one of the two free games. The other being the remastered version of The Last for Us. Uh huh. Um, and I gotta tell you, uh, I I played it on a whim because I was watching uh, Yankees Astros. Strohs, please. Right, right. and the keys uh, and Strohs. Keys, yes, the keys and the Strohs. Um. Rather than the Yanks and the Asts. Please. The Yank Daddies and the Stro Daddies. Beautiful. Um, and I was like, they you know what? Yank Daddy. I miss enjoying baseball. Yeah. So I was like, here's what I'm going to do. All right? Hear me out here. Here's my harebrained scheme. All right? I'm going to play MLB 19, the show. And then I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do a good job. I'm going to get... Picked up by the Pirates, and we're going to win the GD ship. Okay? In the game. In the game. Okay. Yeah. In the game. In the game. Here's what I can it's report. In the game. I can report that this game is infuriatingly difficult. Uh. It is probably the least intuitive game I've ever played. And, and I'm not just talking about baseball. Mm-hmm. I'm talking about MLB 19, the, the show. show. The show. The show. The show. The show. The show. The show. Yes, the program. Yeah, like you've watched programs. You have watched programs. You know, you've seen some. You've, you've seen some pictures. Right. I want you to know that this is the, the show. show. Right. This is it. Right. Baby, that's the full title. That's it's like it. Three paragraphs. Long. Yeah, it's it all. It's all up there on the box, right behind uh, Aaron Judge. It looks like a uh, Captain Underpants. Yeah, 
book yeah, graphic. it's like it's a hologram it's a holographic cover of just like the the star wars scrolling um <laughs> you gotta tell what have you yeah you gotta, you gotta articulate it a little and bit you gotta like scratch your nails on it to be like a dj <laughs> but my two major complaints right are this you have to figure out so like if you're pitching if you're if you're if you're at the batter's thing, what do they call that? The home plate. Wow. <laughs> if you're at that thing. If you've got the club in your hand. Is anybody having a hard time imagining why I'm bad at this game? <laughs> if you have, if you have the, the stick uh-huh. and you are hitting, mm-hmm. it's easier to judge. Not to say that it's easy, but just to suggest that it's easier right. to f- see what the pitch is. In person, mm-hmm. when you're playing real live baseball like human beings do. Yes. Or so that I'm told. Right. When you're doing it in a video game, it is by several orders of magnitude much more difficult mm. to see the pitch coming because it's coming in a 2D space. Right. So it's not there. Your death perception is... There is none. There is no death perception. And then it's there. <laughs> and basically, you have... A half a second, maybe a quarter of a second to just hit a button and uh, hope for the best. <laughs> you know? I do know. And um, as it turns out, as hard as that is, I'm still hitting 397. Oh, wow. So I'm not doing bad. No. I'm I'm the best. You're staying alive. I'm staying alive. I'm the best batter. Oh, that's good. Right? I'm the, I'm the best batter. Hitter? I don't know. Is it like a be a pro thing, or are you controlling the yeah, whole team? Yeah, that's exactly what it is. <laughs> I'm the best batter, and I control everyone on the team. No, I'm the best. I don't know what you call them. I'm the guest hitter guy in the entire yeah. double A. Um, please, the swinger. I'm the swinger, yes. Uh, I believe Vince Vaughn made a movie about that, right. and it was trash. Yeah. Baby. We don't talk about John Favreau's involvement in it. Though. We don't talk about him until Chef. We don't talk about King Favreau, though. <laughs> yeah, truly. And we could talk about him in The Replacements. But the next thing... Is when you're fielding. Fielding. When you're Prince Fielding. Mm-hmm. What a guy. Don't we don't talk about him. Um, except to make jokes. Right. Because he absolutely eats the pirates alive. It's true. Is he retired? Well, there's only one way to find out. So. <laughs> Keep talking. When you're fielding, it's either literally a pop-up air ball. Mm-hmm. Which it's super easy to get under. Right. Oh. Or it's a GD line drive straight at your head. And you have about three to four milliseconds to hit a button in the correct direction. Mm. Or you're going nowhere. <laughs> Bonesaw is ready. And here's the thing. I'm he some... is retired. Oh, is he? Yeah. Honestly, I haven't heard about him in a long time. He... I they I'm doing such a bad job that they moved me to left field. Oh no, that's where players go to die. Yeah, and I'm still screwing it. Like I just I don't know. There's not a sprint button. There's not like a reach out and touch faith button. So I can't dive. I can't sprint. It's like a leisurely jog mm-hmm. to the correct position. Like, <laughs> oof. Hope I get there soon. And God help me if there's any if there are any runners on base. Like with an out, mm-hmm. so like I catch it and I still got to throw it to a like a base guy, mm. but I don't. 
A bass guy. A bass guy. So I don't. I think they're called bassists, Kevin. They're called bassists. Yes. Oh, so will you just ignore them anyway? Yes. I, and I don't know. I just let them run. And then I just, I always throw it to second because I don't know what to do. You just get the ball out in left field and sprint in yourself. Yeah, it's, it would probably be quicker. So I always throw it to the, I always throw it to the shortstop because I don't know what else to do. Like, and here's the scariest thing. I didn't realize this. In PS4 controllers, mm-hmm. there, I don't know if, I'm sure, maybe not next bone controllers, but in PS4 controllers, there are um, speakers. So there there's a headphone jack. Well, there's a headphone jack, and then there are speakers. Oh wow! And my at all, apparently my controller started yelling at me. Oh, that's terrifying! At two in the morning, I'm just trying to get out of April. Yeah. And I catch a ball. There's one out. Guys running, and then all of a sudden, my my controller just goes. Rally, rally, rally. Throw it to third. Throw it to third. Rally. And I'm like, what? I can't think straight. <laughs> so I threw it. There's the shortstop because that's just what I do. I'm just picturing you sitting in your room. It's two Pitch in the black. morning. Pitch black. <laughs> you just looking at your control like, oh, God. <laughs> that's pretty much what it was. Like, What's happening? Honestly, it was closer to this is really screwed up, but I'm going to hang in there. Uh-huh. I'm going to make the play. And then we're going to figure this thing out in my hands later, which is not the first time I've had that thought, but... <laughs> oh. A little peek behind the curtain there. Show them how the sausage is made. <laughs> it was the, not so much what you said, more of how you said it. We have it fun. It was really unpleasant. Sometimes I say things just to see what kind of face you're going to make. Completely forgetting that we're doing a podcast. Right, right. Well, someday when these are video podcasts, it'll be more worth the while. I'm sure. But right now, I'm getting my rocks off. I'll say. I will say. So I would propose to you, but I don't like you that much. Oh, well, I guess we'll (laughs) wrap this up then. No, I will propose this to you. Peaks and valleys like that. What is either the most unsuspectingly hard game you've ever played Mm. or other side of that question what is a game that you've been very excited to play only to discover that it was complete trash ooh um that's a good question that's a good question Mm -hmm. I feel like I have answers to both questions okay well then order whatever dealer's choice PEMDAS PEMDAS people Tinstaful let me think let me think, because I've played a lot of games in my day. Are you a gamer? Gamer. We live in a society. Yeah, we do. And what a society it is. Um, gamers rise up. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like we took the power away from them for a reason. They don't seem to do anything good with it. Um... I'll say. Mm-hmm. Let's see. What has... So, it was it was much more difficult than anticipated? That was the first one? Um, yeah. Um, okay. Because, um, I, I mean, I have a double answer for that that may surprise you. Oh. BuzzFeed. Oh. Let me think here. 
Well, while you're thinking of your answer, I'm just going to go ahead and say my double answer. All right, please uh, do. Much more difficult than anticipated, Finding Nemo, the video game. <laughs> uh, played the game before I saw the movie, which means in my head canon, uh, Finding Nemo, the movie, is based off of a video game. Is it a good interpretation? It's pretty much one-to-one, mm. except for like a couple of puzzles that never happened. Yeah, inexplicably, I feel like the movie would have really uh, been helped along by some of these super advanced intellectual puzzles. Wait, we can't cross this jellyfish field without first finding the proper sequence of jellyfish. L- let me tell you something. There was in one of the aquarium levels, there was a. Uh, you know those puzzles that are like nine there's nine blocks but one's empty and you have to like switch them around to get the oh, proper picture I know that I was stuck on well. I was stuck on one of those puzzles for legit like three days mm. because like when did Finding Nemo come out like 2003 three. okay um the of course the internet was there and I think I ultimately used like uh cheatcc.com or like GamerRank mm. or something like that yeah but uh, Those are names I haven't heard in a long right? time. Right? At the time, I was really trying to, like, beat it on my own merit. Right. And so I was like, I'm not going to do that. Like, I did that. And this is, like, my pedigree is, like, not easy games. Right. Like, Doug will tell you, one of the weird things about me is that I am constantly challenging myself in ways that I do not need to. Right. Video games being one of them. I will not stop until I hate a game because of how difficult it is. That's true. I've seen you get angry, and then two days later, you love the game. I am a world beater. Yes. Take, for example, Bloodborne. took yeah. me seven months to beat it the first time. I have beat it nine times subsequently. Wow. Um, this game, I played it once and sold it. I had to beat it, but I will not have that evil in my Finding house. Nemo? Yeah. But I got stuck on this thing, this puzzle for three days. Three whole days. And I ended up just looking up the solution later. <laughs> and after that, it was pretty smooth sailing. But it, like, it's a kid's game. Yeah. It's a children's game. I've played and beaten Final Fantasies. I've played and beaten the Kingdom Hearts games. I'm trying to think of all like the hard games that I beat at the time. I've played and beaten various Grand Theft Autos. The fucking helicopter mission in, uh, uh, was it Vice City or was it San Andreas? Trying to think. Or maybe it was even three. It was one of those. They're all hard. Yeah. Um, and this Finding Nemo one is like the scourge mm-hmm. of PS2 games. It's really, really difficult. Yeah. Also, really difficult. Jack and Daxter had a couple of places that were pretty yeah. pretty upsetting. You ever play those games? You never played no, those games. You're, played you're, those you're games. Team Microsoft the whole way. No, I was Team Nintendo Ooh, up until... Ooh, a heretic. I mean, I still am, but it wasn't... A heretic? A, yes. I didn't get an Xbox until senior year of high school. Yeah. And then it was the original. Oh. So that was like 10 years after the original, mm-hmm. five years into the life of the 360. Mm-hmm. Um... I think I got a 360 like three months before the one came out. So yeah, it took me a while to catch up. Well, I mean, that's Um, that's fine. So I'd say the most, it's a little A and a little B for difficult and disappointing. Okay. Uh, Grand Theft Auto (laughs) 4. Uh-huh. 
only because I really didn't play it until I'd already played the fifth one extensively. Uh-huh. And the driving in the fifth one is so much better than yeah. the fourth one. Yeah, the fourth one's what kept me off. The fourth one, it's like you're just driving on a constant sheet of ice and there is no controlling it. And I was like, this is the worst. Yeah, it's pretty bad. It's like, ugh. Ugh. I still don't know if I've finished it. Yeah. Um, I've gotten very far into it and it was just frustrating the entire way. Mm-hmm. Um, but that was more like mechanic and not really by design. Yeah. Um, so, difficult. speaking of Pixar, Toy Story 2, I added for the N64. Mm-hmm. Oh, boy. Yeah, mind-bending. Oh, boy. It was... It was... It didn't make any sense uh-huh. how difficult it was. Because, like, it didn't stick close to the plot of the movie at all. Uh-huh. Like, you... You have a boss fight against... It's like this evil cowboy toy in uh, Al's Toy Barn's apartment. Mm-hmm. But it was like really cool because there was like a train that went all around the room. You could ride the train. I was like, oh, this would be great to have in like an actual room in your house. But you just f- fight this guy that's not in any uh-huh. any canon. Interesting. It was uh, that was that was one. Let's see what else was there. I've owned a lot of games over the years. Um, Resident Evil 4 was difficult just because I don't like scary games that much uh-huh. or I didn't when I played it um, Resident 4 that's not the one that just came out no that was the remake of 2 is that the Africa one? that's 5 that's 5 4 was right before that oh is that is <laughs> that how it works? 4, four is in Spain and it's like the old dreary looking one. Oh, okay. Not the, you know, Apocalypse V. Yeah, they're that. all very bright, sprightly looking <laughs> yeah. scenarios. Um, but there was an enemy in it where it was like seven feet tall. Mm-hmm. Just like gray and real kind of like wriggly. Mm-hmm. Um, and you could only kill it if you used a thermal scope on a sniper rifle to shoot a spot on its back. And this enemy only appeared in narrow hallways. Ah. So you had to get real creative to get behind it in order to kill it. Sure. Um, I think I only successfully killed one. I sprinted away from all the others. As you should do, yeah. And at a certain point, they started to be able to, like, shoot spikes out of their bodies like a porcupine. Cool. Um, So that was difficult. Mm -hmm. There There were a few boss fights in that that were just, like, frustrating. You're going through, like... 30 times. Kind of like the Matriarch in Gears 5. Uh-huh. It was like the precursor to that. Ugh. Um, what else has there been? Did you ever play uh, Incredible Hulk Ultimate Destruction? I, I didn't. I think that's what it was called. Yeah. I'm not... I think that the Finding Nemo game was the only game that I've ever played that had a movie attached to it? Well, this wasn't attached to a movie. Okay, it was just... It was, like, after the the Ang Lee Hulk The Eric Bana one? Yeah. Okay. It was, like, a few years after that, and it was just... It's critically acclaimed as a 
as a comic book video game. Okay. But the final boss, I, there was almost a foot through my TV. Yeah. Because you're fighting the abomination for like the fourth time, and he's in like his final form. Mm-hmm. He's also trying to destroy a dam and flood a city. Okay. And you're doing this. In the meantime, the military is shooting missiles at you. Oh, sure. So you're taking, like, an absurd amount of damage from the missiles. Right. While also trying to just, like, hunt and peck the abomination. <laughs> All in, like, a two-minute time span. Hmm. So that was one I did dozens of times. But I don't think any game was as disappointing for me as Metroid Other M. And that's because, dear listener and Kevin... I bought it and never got to play it. It didn't work. Interesting. The disc did not work and I lost the receipt so I couldn't take it back. Interesting. So I spent $8 on a video game that I've never played. Interesting. Now, I don't know if I've ever had that happen to me, but I wanted to say, I was thinking of some other games that I thought were just too damn difficult. Mm-hmm. And I came up with a different idea instead. What about... What would you say is your... Best... Video... Gaming memory? Ooh. Um... There's a few. There are almost... All from my younger childhood. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember getting Mario Kart 64 on my fifth birthday mm-hmm. and playing that with my siblings like all afternoon. That mm-hmm. was fun. Um, later on in the early noughties. Yeah. Uh, it was once we got a GameCube. We had Splinter Cell. Oh, yeah. And there was, like, a feature in it where if you hooked up a Game Boy Advance, like, and someone manned that, they would kind of be, like, the radar, and they could tell you if there were oh, enemies around the corner. So I was that guy for my brother. Mm-hmm. I went through... I think we went through the whole game like that. Um, we also competed in Animal Crossing to see who could pay off their house faster. <laughs> That's exciting. Oh, yeah. Hours at a time, switching off. Um, we did something similar with whatever Harvest Moon was on GameCube. It was who would have the more successful farm. I didn't win that one. No. Not a green thumb on you? No. My character did get married before his, though. Oh, well, there you go. So, you know, priorities. Yeah, truly. Living in poverty. I just remember my guy would, like, I'd be running around the little village, and maybe, like, every 30 seconds he would just stop. Because his stomach was growling because he had hunger pains. Because <laughs> I was too poor to get him any food. <laughs> and he brought a child into that world. He just like picking weeds up off the ground and eating. <laughs> oh, God. That's a blue-collar man right there. <laughs> Good times. That's funny. Um, but if, it was, if I had to pick like a solo thing, it would probably just be... I don't know, I want to say it's related to Star Fox 64, but I just can't peg down one memory. Memory? I had a random hair in my mouth. Oh, okay. It's just, I talked that whole time and there was nothing, and then all of a sudden, here we go. 
Uh, What about you? What's yours? Well, I think of mine. I would say... All right, so I had a pretty clear thought as soon as I thought of the question. Mm -hmm. But there's a nagging feeling, so I'm just going to give it as the Mm runner-up, which was playing Kingdom Hearts when it came out. Mm -hmm. The first one? The first one. And that was when the the PlayStation was still set up in the living room, Mm -hmm. which I'm not... I mean, it might be a concept to a lot of people, but at least... In my experience, it's eaten. game consoles have either been like a basement TV or like a, a room TV, like a person, like a bedroom TV. Yeah. Um, and we still had ours in the living room. Um, so that, you know, not that like my mom was like a helicopter parent, but mm-hmm. like just to watch what we were playing. Um, not playing no GTA. Yeah. And it's just like a general interaction thing. Yeah. And uh, I was playing Kingdom Hearts a lot. And I like, I don't know what, it was so different. To everything else that I'd really played, mm-hmm. and I felt like I had a hard time going to sleep because I ha- I had like almost this like mental dependence on the game that mm-hmm. like I just wanted to get through school, I wanted to come home, and I wanted to play. And playing that game, and I don't even think I it took me a long time to beat it because when you get to the final boss, he's got like three forms, mm-hmm. and I just couldn't comprehend at the time how to be it so it took me like another year oh wow a year, couple years like not like fully like I had to come back like after like a couple of months break or I would read like the strategy guide or I'd talk to a friend at school about it and be like oh well I did it this way or like you have to save up all you have to get just nothing but mega potions and you have to like basically from the start of the game figure out how to fight just for yourself and pretend that Donald and Goofy are there. And they're, if they're not there, it doesn't matter. But if they are, they're great because mm-hmm. like you're pretty much alone for like the entire final boss battle. Mm-hmm. So you have to like really get along by yourself and really get into the whole system. You just can't spam X the whole time. Right. But I, I remember like really just the only times that I was happy around December of like 2001 <laughs> was just playing that video game. Oh wow! And but the the number I one, one back <laughs> yeah, the number one would be Christmas of I'm gonna just say 2002, 2003 maybe. No, 2002. If yeah, that sounds right. There was um, it was Off Road Fury. Something ATV Fury, something, something, something. Was it ATV versus motocross? It wasn't that one. I I don't know. It was like ATV versus something off road, wide open was what the, the whole. Uh-huh. And it was, um, it was just an off road racing game. It was like one of like because I played Gran Turismo's before, right? And I didn't think they were particularly fun because mm-hmm. they're driving simulators. They're not really racing simulators. Right. And we didn't have Forza because we had Sony. Mm-hmm. So when this game came out and it was like a fun, it was like nonsense because mm-hmm. it was like an open world racer. Like you could yeah. drive wherever you wanted. It wasn't ever going to tell you you were going in the wrong way. Was that one of those ones where if you drove to like the edge of the map, it would just launch you straight yes, up in the air? That's exact- I loved those. It was like you could drive wherever you wanted. It's just you just weren't gonna win the race, right. and like you needed to win the race. So that game for me was like a game. It was like literally a game changer, mm-hmm. and it just as a small but significant detail. 
Um, did you ever have... Do you remember those chocolate oranges that were flavored and you'd have oh, to yeah. beat the shit out of them to open them up? Oh, yeah. My mom would get us raspberry ones. Mm. And they were... And probably still are. I think they still sell them in like Canada and England, but they don't bring them here because I guess kids just can't be trusted with them. Right. Delicious. And so I would just eat the shit out of those oranges and play this game, (laughs) which had like the best soundtrack. Yeah. Because it was all like tough guy, new metal and like butt rock and like wrestling metal and just like, just like really trashy shit. What do you listen to? Oh, you know, butt rock and wrestling metal. I'm going to look up this fucking um, soundtrack for this but um yeah those games were always fun because i would mainly just drive to the edge and see it was like, a test drive uh, test drive off-road wide open songs let's take a look at this oh tony hawk those are another right the at least the first couple it was fuel by metallica which is like already you know we're going somewhere good right 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 uh Acres of Skin by Fear Factory. That sounds disgusting. I love Fear Factory. Uh, Digital Assassins, which must have been a band that somebody in the dev team was on. They had three. And there was a song Fear Factor by 303 Infinity. Interesting. Cell Dweller. All right. So I don't know a lot of these bands now that I'm looking at it, but the soundtrack was very engaging. And, uh, yeah... We, I had to rebuy that game like three times. Oh, wow. Because my brother kept selling it for like other games that he wanted to buy. Oh. And I'd be like, what the fuck? He's like, you weren't playing it. I was like, that's all that I play. What do you mean? <laughs> you were playing it whenever I grabbed it. But do you ever, yeah, truly, do you ever look back at like screenshots or like videos of games from like the day and think, how the fuck did I play this? Yeah. How did I see... This, how how did I make stuff out of this blurry image? Truly, like... How was anybody, like, supposed to see what was going on? Yeah, that's true. That is true. Um, I was playing... Yeah, crazy Taxi was... Like, if you try to go back to it now, it's a, it's a rough transition. It truly is, man. Um, there was a game called... Um, it was it was like a, one of those battle racer games. It was more like a battle royale racer game. I'm trying to think of what it was called, but it was like, uh, what was the game with, uh, the ice cream truck? Oh, Twisted Metal. It was like Twisted Metal. Um, but it wasn't, it was, it was a different, uh, it was probably, it was a different game, but I, I'm sure somebody listening to this is screaming their heads off. Um, we know what it is. It was Vigilante 8. Oh, and then they're like, that's not what I thought it was. Yeah. <laughs> it was, uh, let me see. Eight. I... There were eight of them? No, no. It was, it was, that was what the first one was called. Oh, wow. The first one was Vigilante 8. The second one was Vigilante 8 2. Mm, Vigilante. Um, Vigilante. Vigilante. It's Vigilante, bruh. It's weird. It's weird. I don't like it. I don't like it, Kevin. But like this. Take it back. This is what that game. I mean, mind you, that's a. This is a 1998 PS1 game. Yeah, but it looks like it. it. It's very hard to like, and I'm sure. I mean, have you ever seen anything from uh, Superman 64? Oh yeah, that's. I rented that game oh, at least three times. Child, 
the first time it was like, oh, great, it's a Superman game. Like, it'll be fun. And then, like, after the five days we had to return, it was like, I don't think I got anything accomplished. Yeah. And the other two times were like, there's got to be more to this game. There's something here, yeah. just flying through three rings and then nothing. (laughs) There's one enemy to beat up at the very beginning and then nothing else. God. Yeah, the weird thing about this game was that it had, like, a story... Yeah. And depending on who you played and how you played it, mm-hmm. it had like different outcomes. And I thought that that was really interesting because I'd never played like a choose your own adventure kind of thing. Right. So you could play as like, I want to say it was eight different characters, but it might not have been that complex. But there were different characters and you could play as all of them like there weren't any like non-unlockable characters right but you the depending on how you played if i remember correctly Mm -hmm. you could either be a bad guy or a good guy Mm. and the last move like the movie that played when you beat the game for that character would either be like a good ending or a bad ending and it took me a little while to figure that out because i had seen i'd like looked up videos yeah later or maybe I, I was watching somebody else play and i was like oh yeah so once you beat the game with this guy it's going to show this and it was a different movie Ooh. than the one i saw and i was like Ch- uh, hold up what that's a thing <laughs> that's a what and i'm trying of course to... now that's like in every single thing <laughs> yeah really um, um. <laughs> is that what you're looking up now i am I want to. I have a. I have a question for you. It's in the same conversation, but it does move it on. So I was gonna wait till after you. Okay. After you find your hoo ha over there, your hoo hoo. There were. There were only three games, but one was an arcade game. So just yeah. Yeah. Garbage. Um. Yeah. 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 Yep. Um. That's a long stretch of silence. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Well, it's always you can edit it out. Yeah, if I want to. Um. All right, well, you're finding that. I'm going to ask my question. Okay. Um, what am I finding out? I don't know. You were looking something up. I was going to see if I could look up the characters, but I wound up reading the ending plot and uh, just how bananas this game was. Mm-hmm. It There's two whole paragraphs, and every sentence is crazier than the sentence before it. Oh, man. You love to hear it. You love to hear it. I don't know if I want to spoil a 20-year-old game, but... Yeah, uh, it's probably impossible to find now. Yeah. It's, uh... The game itself is set in an alternative 1975. Of course it is. Right? Sid Byrne and his band of coyotes, mind you, this is a gang, not wild dogs, are hired by Omar as an initialism to dispose of all competing oil companies in the United States so that they can become the richest company in America. Mind you, this is an alternative 1975. Did you say initialism? (laughs) 
Yeah. Is that a word? Yeah. It's an initialism. Initialism? I'm yeah. looking it up. All right. Look it up. This is my game. Okay. Looking up words. After hearing reports of destruction by the coyotes, a man named Convoy, a kind-hearted trucker, forms a group of his own, the Vigilantes, to combat the coyotes and to stop the tyranny of Omar. Their leader is Convoy, an old cowboy driving a semi-truck. He is accompanied in the fight by his niece, Sheila, a Las Vegas high roller, John Torque, an alien-obsessed hippie named Dave, Torque's friend Slick Clyde, whom he bullied into joining the group, and FBI agent Chassie Blue, who was assigned to investigate reports of gun battles in the region. Huh. The game's antagonists are the Coyotes, a group of hitmen required to carry out Omar's scheme by terrorizing commercial installations throughout the region, using weaponry stolen from the ultra-secret Site 4 base at Papoose Lake in Nevada. Papoose, the rapper. It's Nevada. We've already learned that. Nevada. Their founder is known Australian terrorist Sid Byrne. Nevada. His cohorts are disco dancer Boogie, a close associate... (laughs) Mentally disturbed S4 test pilot Loki, Beeswax, a beekeeper frustrated by the irradiation of his beehive. I mean, who wouldn't be? Right. Houston 3, a woman brainwashed as one of Omar's assassins, and juvenile delinquent Molo, who is driving a stolen school bus and is desperate to join the Coyotes. An extraterrestrial being named Y, mind you, that's the letter Y, the alien, Appears in the game as a secret Why? character. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, yeah, it's... So just for future reference. Yeah. That would technically be an acronym, not an initialism. It would be an acronym, yeah. Because the key difference is an acronym and initialism is that an acronym forms a new word while mm-hmm. an initialism does not. Yeah, so like FBI is an initialism. Um, you pronounce it for B? <laughs> Um, Rather, the SIA. Uh, before we before we move on to my next question, I do want to say I found a definitive answer for a game that was much more difficult than I thought it would be. What's that? Ready to Rumble Boxing Round 2. Uh-huh. Um, where you have to fight, like, 30 characters. Mm-hmm. Um, and this was all in an age before memory cards were really a thing. Yes. So you pretty much did it in one sitting or you didn't do it at all. And the last, the final fight was against the ref who would hulk out. And if he hit you once, it pretty much sent you out of the ring. Interesting. But there's also a game where you were able to box as Michael Jackson. You know what? That really seems like... uh... And it featured such character names as (laughs) Afro Thunder... And Johnny Bad Blood. Johnny Bad Blood was my mainstay. Oh, sure. He was from Taipei, Taiwan. Sure he was. Um, No, that really seems like, uh, you know, it evens out. It was a Dreamcast game, so. (sighs) Dreamcast. I had a Dreamcast, and I don't... I always keep hearing (laughs) about... Did you have all 11 games for it? I think we had four, and two of them were Sonic Adventure. (laughs) I had Sonic Adventure as well. Did you have two? No, I never played two. And you call yourself a fan. I don't. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, I think we had the only. We had Sonic Adventure one and two. We had Crazy Taxi. Yeah. 
We had a game called... We had Crazy Taxi 2. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I was just, like, booting it up. And for some reason, the first song that would always play was that Offspring track. So you would... Hey, hey, hey. Oh. You better get ready for some crazy taxi. Are you ready? Here oh, we go. Yeah, such... yeah, 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 yeah. I can. I feel like I was transported back to yeah. 1999. Complete with the stuttering and not yeah. knowing his line. <laughs> hey, but hey. He really <laughs> Rick Sanchez yeah. his way through it. And uh, that was a good one. But we, we, we had a game called uh, Blue Stinger. Which oh. was, a, I think it was a Japanese dub game. Mm. It was ridiculous. Yeah. It was completely ridiculous. It was like, uh, a, it was supposed to be a rival game to uh, Resident Evil, or as the Japanese know it, uh, Biohazard. Yes. And it was so horrific. Because <laughs> the, the whole thing takes place on this like research island. Because okay. of course it does. Yeah. But it's like super bright and sunny and there's like cutesy Weibo things all over mm-hmm. the place and like like I guess a couple of special um, mini games to like get keys and whatever like involve like carnival games. Weird. And because I, I guess like half of it's a research. It's like Jurassic Park. Or like okay. they're doing research there but like they're all it's also like a theme park. Oh. And while this is happening the most horrific in-game monsters I've ever seen in my entire life oh, wow. are traipsing about. And it's it's the same concept. Also enjoying carnival games. Yeah. Well, let me, let me see. Like uh, carnal games. Bl- Carnage games. You. Blue Stinger. I'm going to look up these things for you. Yes. Because uh, you can play as two different characters, and depending on which character you picked, you play the game very differently. And not mm-hmm. just in terms of like... I don't know. They're not like in small things, it don't really matter. Like, the stories were pretty different. Oh, okay. So you had to play both and beat the game as both. Kind of like in the first few Resident Evil games. Yeah, in order to get the full story. Um, Blue Stinger Dreamcast. I want... Why would you show me a picture of the video game? <laughs> I don't... I know what it looks like. Um... Um... I'm trying to see if I can get just like a normal enemy... Yeah, so this is this is what we're talking about here. If you can even make out what that's supposed to be. Oh, good lord! It's like a giant crab thing. Yeah. And um, but the 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 normal enemies had like, but you know what they really reminded me of? Um, necromorphs. Okay. From um, Dead Space. Yes. Where like the claws are coming out of the back and like, but it's still like a person walking around. They looked a lot like that. Mm. And uh, I was all of, when did Blue Stinger come out? 90s, when? When? 99. I, I don't know. I've never heard of it before now. Seven. Set. Wow, you probably shouldn't have been playing I it. I shouldn't. It probably explains a lot. Yeah. It really, actually, it really does. Yeah. You're very skittish. Yeah. Seven. Uh, I was seven playing that game. <laughs> It was between Sonic the Hedgehog and that, a survival horror game. Well, in certain ways, Sonic the Hedgehog could be survival horror. Yeah, we all we all went through those Knuckles missions. Ugh. Beep 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 beep. How am I getting farther away? 
the 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 freaking Abu Ghraib torture when you still can't find it, but it's like, <laughs> oh man, yeah, it just it never ended. It it was really, and then after that, you had to fight. What was her name? Who the the with the 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 bat Rouge? Oh yeah, Rouge the bat. Rouge the bat. You ever watch speedrunners play that game? No. It's like genuinely stomach upsetting. Oh, that doesn't sound like fun. Because like I think somebody beat the whole game in like fifteen minutes. Is this one or two? Two. Two. I think it's two. Probably two because one you had to play as like eight characters. Yeah. You had to go through. I went through all their stories, Kevin. Oh yeah. I I went through Big the Cat story. We all we. That's going to be fun to edit. Yeah, um, thanks. Um, but that's how it went, and you know it. It is. It's the same song over and over again. It was horrifying. And the most fun I had in that game was like the impromptu, oh, you're like snowboarding on sand dunes yeah. for 30 seconds. Yeah. I mean, it had a kick-ass soundtrack. Yeah. I liked the soundtrack. No, but it was really, like, it really, like, something, something cracked inside because... Mm-hmm. Like playing those games, that's like the first time I ever had the heel turn on my own character, and I was like, "Good, fucking good. I'm glad you're dead because you're dumb. You made a dumb thing that you didn't do what I told you to do, Sonic. So you're dead, and that's what you get. It was a bad choice. You should make a new one. Yeah, you you, you turned into like an Irish dad in Boston. He was like, "You didn't do what I told you to do, and you paid the consequences. So that's how it's gonna go." Yeah, yeah. Um, what are you crying to me about, Sonic? <laughs> Um, here's my question. I'm finally getting to. Was there ever a moment in a game that jarred you so much you had to put it down and walk away? Do you mean in terms of like jump scare, or in terms of like this is this is a wall that I cannot beat? Any anything. I, Mine was a jump scare. I'm sure. I like, honestly, you said that, and I immediately got a feeling that I that is familiar, mm-hmm. like in my chest. So I know that I felt that for a video game before, but I can't place it exactly. Not and probably not enough to put the thing down. But there was a game that this is like ugh. There was a game that actually made me stop. So Kingdom Hearts, I stopped playing because I couldn't beat Chernabog for like two months. Right. Isn't that the uh, that's the Fantasia? Yes, that's the Night on Bald Mountain monster. Right. Uh, very difficult demon, if you will. Demon, if you will. Yeah, uh, and I also had to put the game down because I couldn't beat the second phase of Maleficent. But that's like a whole thing. Right. The game that made me the the, the game that made me like legit because if I ever threw a controller in anger, it would like spike it against the bed because mm-hmm. I would sit on my bed and play. You know, I'd spike it against the bed because I know there's no damage. It's a mm-hmm mattress it's not it's gonna be fine probably gonna bounce back on my lap or it's gonna hit the wall whatever yeah, not a big deal bounce back hit you in the face right and then you just look like an idiot it's not a big deal it's like whatever i could get my frustration with guitar hero 2 oh boy so you if we're already picturing yeah. the peripherals yes i could not for my life douglas mm-hmm. douglas alvin mcglynn yes I couldn't do the hammer-ons for mm. for Wolf Mother's woman. 
Yes, the very the I couldn't do that. Oh wow! On the first go, I threw that guitar controller like a battle axe. Wow! Across my basement. Wow! No thought to the cord attached. No thought to the PlayStation attached to the guitar. I took. I very calmly took the strap off. Grabbed it by both hands on the neck, mm. over my head. Wow! Threw it like a Viking. Good Lord, Kevin. Gavin. And then, when my mom said, "What the hell was that noise from upstairs?" Very calmly explained to her in a very adult manner, "I can't play the game. <laughs> I can't beat this song." Oh boy! And, and she came down and schooled you in it. No, no, that was the thing. Nate, Nate was never. Uh, she g- played it on a well, real guitar. Here's the thing: I'm yet to meet a better Super Mario brother, mm-hmm. um, or <laughs> than Luigi. I was so Super Mario Bros. Rather mm-hmm. for the Game Boy. Yeah. Uh, Wario Land for the Game Boy. Yeah. Or Tetris. Mm-hmm. Those three games. My mom is the goat. Mm-hmm. I've never met a better Tetris player than my mom. Mm. Which is... Are you okay? Yeah. Did you neck, just have a stroke? My neck just did something weird. Keep talking. Okay. <laughs> Keep talking. Nobody gets hurt. Yeah. No, she, which is weird because she's a crazy person. Right. This is the same woman who just follows... Her train of thought is like an autistic child on a scooter. It's just... Mm. Wherever it goes, it goes. This is the same woman that the first time I met her told me she had cancer as a joke. Yeah, she's a crazy person. <laughs> and and for a long time, I thought she did. Yeah, yeah, no, she just says stuff. And she's told me to mow the dishwasher. She's told me to... Um, mow the dishwasher. Mow the dishwasher. And I was like, well, which one is it? Because gotta, you got to think it's one or the other. <laughs> yeah. But it's like December, but that doesn't really roll out. <laughs> You know, the other one. No. Um, the grass gets long. It gets long in the winter. It's literally covered in water. Would you just wash the yard already? Truly. Um, she just says what she wants to say, but... Uh, She's going to be so mad when she hears it. So mad. She doesn't pay attention. And uh, it's not a cop drama. She doesn't give a shit. So <laughs> that that was interesting. But I'm trying to think of the scary one. Um, I don't know about scary. I don't play a lot of scary games. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you my scary one. Yeah. I was playing, it was the first time I ever played through the the story of Time Splitters 2. Okay. The first mission is, have you ever played it? I've never played a Time Splitters game. Uh, okay, so the story is like it's, you know, set out in space. Mm-hmm. This one picks up. Um, these two characters are for like stealing time crystals from aliens. Okay. Or no, aliens are using time crystals to go through time and wipe out the human race. Okay. And so your character jumps through time to pursue them. Mm-hmm. And the first level takes place in like 1980 something Soviet Russia mm-hmm. at a, at a dam. It's based off of the 
the level from Goldeneye that was a dam. Okay. Because it was the same developers. Um, and the entire mission, you're just fighting Russian soldiers, which is like a piece of cake. Okay. Even when one of them comes out with a flamethrower, you're like, this is new. Mm-hmm. Um, until you get to the end of the mission, and there's like a hole in the wall of this base, this underground base, and it goes into like, just like this rough tunnel. Okay. And you're walking down the tunnel, and there's a body laying on the floor. Mm-hmm. And I was like, all right, well, probably just getting to the end of it now. It's like story stuff. The body stands up, and it's a zombie. Oh, no. And, like, 10-year-old Douglas was not anticipating this. Oh. I fired one shot. And, like, I killed her immediately. The head came off in that one shot. But it was just, like... Too much? I was not ready for this. I can't do this right now. I'm not, I'm not mad enough for this. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think. There were a couple moments where I was like, because my brother, he played some scary games, but like, and I would just watch him. Mm-hmm. And there were a couple of moments where I was like, you know what? You keep playing. I'm going to leave because mm-hmm. I'm not. And one of them was in Resident Evil 1. It mm-hmm. was like literally inside the first 15, 20 minutes of gameplay, mm-hmm. depending on how you're doing it. And it's when you meet your first zombie, mm. and it's eating the shit out of somebody. Yeah. And it very slowly raises its body and then looks over its shoulder. Oh, I've seen the and the uh, horrifying. Yeah. Absolutely horrifying. Yeah. And I went, you know what? I'm gonna head out. Not for me. I'm Not gonna leave. But because it was funny for a while. Because even when I, I mean, when that game came out, it was like what ninety. Seven, Seven I was say. Yeah. Um, at five, mm. I still thought, "Wow, what a mansion!" <laughs> and uh, they, I'd like to live there. You're right. And then That'd the other right one, I could oh, fit all my toys. What was the really bad line? And um, oh yeah, when they get into the the dining room and it's Barry who goes, uh, "I hope that's not Chris's blood." <laughs> like even that, I thought that was funny. <laughs> You were almost a Jill sandwich. <laughs> um, and uh, and it was like, this this is supposed to be a horror game. And it was like, and I went, you know what? That's fine. I'm it good. Is, it is. They I'm like, it they, is. You, you know what? As advertised. <laughs> yeah. Boy, that's a slow burn. But but like the thing about the Time Splitters level was there was even a cutscene when you like first started. It's like two soldiers down that tunnel. Mm-hmm. And like, of course, one like disappears for a second Mm -hmm. and then like the other like shines a flashlight and like the guy's clearly a zombie Uh and like kills him but because there was like no blood on him i didn't register that he was a zombie Uh because that was not the zombie that i killed oh that one was like had blood all over its hands and mouth i was like oh god interesting now you the first time i'd seen blood in a video game too oh yeah that's that's another big thing Mm -hmm. now did you play Bioshock? Um, I played Infinite to completion. Mm-hmm. I think I've started the first one fairly recently, uh-huh. but I never really got f- very far into it. Because it was like right after they had released a remastered version and I was playing the original. I was like, well, why am I doing this when I can just play a right. newer, prettier version? Did- but I still haven't played that version. <laughs> I was because I was gonna ask. Did you find the big daddies particularly scary? Um, not really. And neither did I. I found the 
were they little sisters or whatever? Mm -hmm. I found them more disturbing than the big daddies. I I see that the thing is like I never I didn't really I saw it as like a survival action game mm-hmm. if that's even possible I never saw it as a scary game there were a couple creepy parts like the dentist's mm-hmm. office but and for some reason I really got it I got really creeped out by the uh, I don't remember if he was like a thespian or an artist or like an art dealer or something but yeah there was something where you had to like kill people and bring them back like encased in concrete well, that's weird and that was really creepy to me because like entombment is like i don't do well no, with that um you hate it when i try to tar and feather you it's true um but other than that i didn't really think it was a scary game but if i've ever asked that to people like in school they were like oh man big daddies were horrifying i was like bruh see i thought the handymen from infinite were scarier mm-hmm. because they're constantly screaming in pain. Yeah. Which was very disturbing. Like, first of all, they were a very difficult enemy to beat. And you could... I think you could only shoot them in one spot and they would take damage. Yeah, in the heart. Yeah. And the entire time, they're just screaming in pain at you. And you're like, I'm trying to help you by putting you out of your misery. Surely. Um, I love the atmosphere of those games, though. Yeah. That, like, weird gothic Americana. Yeah, I'm a big fan of it. Mixed with the... Uh, you know, Lovecraftian elements. Mm-hmm. Um, Infinite was a great game. It was beautiful to, be, to behold. Seeing it was a clouds, very pretty game. Ugh. But that that fight that in the cemetery game. legit almost made me quit the game altogether. Oh, and you're like fighting waves of... Like, like the ghosts? Yeah. Mm-mm. I was like, I ran out of ammo like 18 times. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was like, this is, there's no, I have to and be doing it. And that's fairly late in the game too, isn't it? I was like, it's one of the last things you do. Mm-hmm. I was like, this is, uh, I don't know if I'm ready for this. Yeah. I just remember enjoying like putting the puzzle of the whole story together. Like as I went on, like I, that was one of the few where I'm like, I was yeah. genuinely invested in it. Um, uh, what was I going to say? What was I gonna say? Oh, and then putting it down just because it was, it was difficult or frustrating, and I just couldn't deal with it. Mm-hmm. Uh, Star Fox Adventures. Okay. There was a level in it where you're you find some like tribe of dinosaurs uh-huh. as you do, as you do, and you have to complete this physical challenge where so there's like this ditch, uh-huh. and then at the ed- edge of the ditch like raised up above it is basically a totem with two long arms ending in paddles okay and you're pushing on one end of it and there's like the member of the tribes pushing on the other and you're trying to push the person into the ditch oh god and you do it by mashing the button as like hard as possible it is impossible to do. Yeah. No one can mash a button that fast. Sure. It wasn't until I think I like waited several months until my brother bought like a a wireless controller. Mm-hmm. It was like a third party one that had like an extra button. It was, it was like a, a turbo cat. button. Yeah. And like I tried it with that because it was like if you hold that and then press the button, it's like the counts as mashing it. Yeah. And it went from like me like almost probably breaking the controller or my thumb. Yeah. To held it for like three seconds and beat it. Mm-hmm. It was like this is a broken game. When you have to, you have to resort to these tactics. Yeah, and you had to beat it to progress through the story. Ugh. Oh man. 
Even even now, it gets me. A little, little angry. A little, a little hot under the collar, Kevin. <laughs> um, yeah. Um, yeah, I don't... Uh... A lot of good memes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And then, like, did you ever go back and, like, play one of those games where it was difficult, but then you just, like, breeze through it now? Oh, yeah, dude. The, uh... <laughs> I bought, um... Kingdom Hearts 1.5, the remastered one, before 3 came out. Yeah, it's fine. Yeah. Before 3 came out, and, uh, or no, it was after 3, because I beat 3, and I was mad. <laughs> I was mad at how bad 3 was. Mad. was so mad. So mad. So mad at how bad the Kingdom Hearts 3 was. <laughs> so bad. So bad. It was so mad at how bad it was. <laughs> and I bought the, uh, 1.5, 2.5, Chain of Memories, and, uh... Yes. I can't remember what the... Not Recoded, but, um... I think Recoded was a part of it, but there was also... What was the one with the three new characters? What was that one called, Douglas? I don't know, I never played a Kingdom Hearts game. damn it! <laughs> anyway, I got that one, too. And I breezed. was that like chain on something? Chain of Memories came out for Game Boy Advance, and it's largely crap because it was like card based. I don't, I don't know how they really, I don't know how it works. I don't think anybody really knows how it works. But <laughs> oh, it's gonna bother me. I never understand those card games. It's, it's like I, I feel like I sound like an old person saying that. I never understand those. Card I don't know games. how you kids play them card games. <laughs> What is this backgammon? Jeez, I but, don't understand. Um, yeah, I, I've sauntered through the Sorry. remastered versions of one and two. Yeah, absolutely sauntered <laughs> through them. Breathe. Yeah, like I don't think that I died more than once to any particular boss. Like mm. it, it just was like the first one was like if I didn't beat it first try, the first one was like mo- like learning move sets, mm-hmm. and after that, because here's the thing, like I didn't have. Demon Souls or Dark Souls one through three or Bloodborne or Sekiro to like right. hone that skill of learning move sets. Mm-hmm. So by the time like I literally was fighting fresh every time I played a boss back in the day, mm-hmm. and after you know dying thousands of times yeah. to to all those square games, it was like all right, let's go. Me and you and some square <laughs> up, bitch. Let's go. Square up. Yeah, I remember when I would when I was a child playing Super Mario Sunshine. Mm. Um, there were levels of that game that were very difficult. Uh huh. Um, like very frustrating. It was like stuff where you didn't have your water jetpack thing. Oh yeah. And I like, couldn't get through. Now I can beat that game in probably under four hours. Yeah. Yeah, it's a hell of a thing. Like I played it earlier this summer. I was like, this. I'm halfway through, and I've been mm-hmm. sitting down for. 45 minutes. Yeah, that's um, that's fun to do. I, I think I can beat the Ratchet and Clank that came out for PS4. I can probably beat that game in somewhere close to f- four hours, five hours. Because mm-hmm. um, it was like a, a, a... If I was like waiting on somebody to... Because it's so easy to just pick up and go. Mm-hmm. So if I was like... I got an hour and a half to kill, and I have nothing to do, and I'm waiting to do something like that. I could just I can put it down immediately and just go. Mm-hmm. I would play that game, and as a result, it is the only game I've ever 
100%ed. Oh, wow. Because <laughs> I just would play the hell out of it. And every time you get on New Game Plus, you get, like, more bolts and different... It's, like, harder, but you get, like, more currency and you can buy things and upgrade things more. Right. And so I have 100% maxed out every gun, but the only gun that I ever used is the Sheepinator, mm. which is, it, of course... It turns people into sheep. It turns people into sheep. I mean, what else would you need? But when you upgrade You've it fully... you won the battle at that point. <laughs> truly. When it upgrades fully... It turns into the goatinator, mm. and then those goats explode. Oh, poor goats! So they go meh, and then they blow up. Oh, as ghosts do. Ghosts. Ghosts. But the explosions turn the goats that it hits into more goats. Mm. So it's just this constant cascade of goat explode, goat explode, and it's exponential. Ghost explode, ghost explode. One, two, three, four. Um, but there yeah. was something else I wanted to say before I said that. I don't know. There's something I wanted to say. What did I want to say? What did I want to say? I don't know, Doug. What did you want to say? Um, there was a point where I wonder if I could still do it. I haven't tried. I haven't played that game in a long time. Um, the Legend of Zelda: Ocarina of Time. Uh huh. Um, you know, one of the goat games. Ook. Uh, ook. Ook. Oot. 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 Um, when I was a child. When I was a child. And it was like in the advent of the internet. Uh-huh. I had gone on there and read something that like if you did this, if you beat the first three dungeons mm-hmm. in like a certain amount of time. Yeah. You got this like secret item that like wasn't needed to beat the game. Um, but it was like one of those rumors things that like wasn't actually there. Yeah. But I was convinced it was, mm-hmm. and I could probably beat the first three dungeons, the entire child portion of that game, yeah, in under twenty minutes now. Really? Just because I did it so many times, huh. I was like, I've got to be doing something wrong. Yeah. And it's like, man, just do it faster, do it faster. Just keep doing like it faster. I knew where every item was in each of those dungeons, like mm-hmm. what I needed to do. It was probably the closest I've ever come to speed running something. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to. Because I was like, beat it, like it didn't happen. I was like, well, I gotta restart the file. Right, and yeah. Just do it all again. There's a concept. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. What do you think? I don't know if I, if I want to frame it like that. I'm trying to think if there's any games that, like, I've just beaten so many times that I could probably speedrun. I think that there are games where your first playthrough, when you're exploring everything, mm-hmm. it takes a long ass time yeah to beat and then when you're done and like you go to a new game plus or you start over or whatever and you just go for it and you're mm-hmm. like yeah I know I, saw the, I know the story and you just mash X to like the, the video portions and then you realize that the game's only like six hours long yeah that for me is Dark Souls 3 oh wow it took me forever like literally if you're counting from the time that I turned it on for the first time to the time that I beat it it took me probably two years to beat that game the first time. Oh, wow. Because I was garbage at it. I bought... I actually bought Dark Souls 3 before I bought Bloodborne. Mm-hmm. And I beat Bloodborne before I even picked up Dark Souls 3 again. And we know it took you seven months Yeah, to beat Bloodborne. And... Because I was like, well... I, I had heard that... In some aspects, Bloodborne was more challenging than Dark Souls 3. Because you can't block. Because you can't block. But it's one of those things where it's like... 
the 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 waiting out parrying blocking thing is to me harder to pick up than it is to just go balls the wall dodge roll slash dodge roll slash Mm. so i thought well if i can play bloodborne and get those skills then i can at least translate those to dark souls to some extent Mm. because i think even when we were playing it for our short-lived let's plays and the only reason that you went further is because you were like, I played Dark Souls 1 for a little bit, and I kind of get the concept. Yeah, because the controls are roughly the same. Yeah. And it, it took me forever, but... the yeah, the just first, know that if you get hit once, you pretty much are dead. You're, yeah, <laughs> Especially in the early stages. That's pretty much it. So, yeah, I pl- probably took a long-ass time to get through Dark Souls 3 the first time. Mm-hmm. And what a ride. And then all the subsequent plays, it's just like, okay, shut up. We get it. Yeah, the light, the dark, the fire. Okay, we get it. <laughs> the fire, the fire. The, yeah. And then just destroying people with, like, no respect at all. You have none. You do not respect no, people. No respect at all. You're not for a any, respectable person. For any of these. I'm hugely respectful. Well, it's up for debate. Um, I demand it. I demand it. Um... <laughs> And on Monday, I demanded it. Um, Let's see what else. You want to talk about something else? We can talk about whatever you want to talk about. We can talk about video games for like an hour. Literally. An hour and six minutes. Literally, do. An hour and six. An hour. Let's talk about where babies come from. Um... That was me singing the theme to Back to the Future with the name Doug instead of the notes. That's interesting. Uh, Dennis Quaid is engaged to a 26-year-old. He sure is. Any thoughts on that? Um, It's weird. Yeah? <laughs> yeah, it is. It's, um... I mean... How old is he? 56? 50? No. He's older than that. Is he? Yeah, because someone had tweeted. It was it was a great joke. I don't know if I can find it. The gist of it was Dennis, 39-year-old Dennis Quaid in a hospital looking at all the, uh, like the newborn babies. And like... A guy walks up to him and says, which one's yours? And Dennis Quaid points at one and says, in 26 years, that one. Yeah. So 39 plus 26, dude, in your head, 60... 29? 5? 59 and 26. 39 and 26. 39 and 26 would be 65. Yeah, 65 years old. Yep. Oof. I mean, that's a thing. It's fine if you're into that, if she's into that. If yeah, into I mean, that, I guess if it's, all, if it's all copacetic, it's all, the optics you have to admit aren't, aren't great. No, not great at all. Certainly not great. Oh, why but, is Ric Flair trending? Uh, I think he's just on uh, oh, WWE. Oh, okay. I thought it was he died because I knew he had health problems. Oh, he has health problems. Oh, he has health problems. Did you see... Rolling Stone's list of like the top 100 singers of all time or something like that. I saw that it 50. came out. Garbage. I was like, people are pretty red and nude about it. Um, 
First of all, they put Freddie Mercury like 18 mm. and Bob Dylan above him. Mm. And I love Bob Dylan. Mm-hmm. Don't get me wrong. Were you getting me wrong? I, I, he's He has been... I've I've met great many, songwriter, weird singer. I've met many Bob Dylan fans, and I myself am I'm I'm supportive. I don't know if I'm a fanatic, right? But I'm supportive. Um, he has never by anybody been called a good singer. No. Um, my favorite part on it though was <laughs> he came in like near the very bottom of the list. Mm-hmm. Um. But it was Joe Cocker, uh-huh. and they censored his name. Are you serious? So it just said Joe. It's like C asterisk 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 er. Oh. So it looked like they put down like the n word for his last name, or Joe Fucker. Yeah, it's like did did you really need to censor that? That's funny, actually. Um. Oh, where is this list? It was there. It was there. Then I clicked on something, and now it's gone. Rolling Stone list. Here we go. Here we go. All right, I got the list. Joe Cocker was 97. Number one, Aretha Franklin, which, like, yeah, she deserves it. She deserves to be up there. Mm-hmm. Two, Ray Charles, also deserves to be up there. Elvis Presley at number three. I don't think he deserves to be up there. I don't know. Yeah, yeah I don't know. Just because he has an iconic voice does not make him a great singer. Um, John Leonard at five, I don't agree with. Sam Cooke at four and Marvin Gaye at six. Yeah, they all deserve to be up there. Otis Redding at eight deserves to be up there. Stevie Wonder at nine. I like it. James Brown at ten. I like it. Al Green should be way higher than 14. Mick Jagger should be way lower than 16. Yeah. And by lower, I mean like closer to 100. (laughs) Um, Let's see here. Who else is on here? Neil Young at 37. Mm. Well, I dream nice. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's divisive. Elton John at 38. I gotta tell you something, Doc. Bjork at 60. Bjork? Fuck out of here. Sorry, Bjork. Fuck out of here with Bjork. Tell me the thing, Kevin. I, uh... Really just want a hot dog right now. I had that feeling the other day, so we had hot dogs. I, like, I don't feel good about it. I'm a little bit curious as to where that even came from, but well, I was just scrolling. You really have to wonder what's going wrong in your life if you start craving hot dogs. Yeah. Well, I mean, I know exactly what's going wrong with my life, but which one points me to hot dogs is yeah. the question. Which one of you will betray me tonight? <laughs> um, Axl Rose at 64. No. No, I won't hear that. <laughs> Do you think... That's too low or too high? It's way too high. I wouldn't even put him in the top one. <sighs> um, He's got an interesting voice. Tom Waits at 82. He should be way higher. Because he has an interesting voice. Yeah. If we're going by... <laughs> Mr. Pocket. <laughs> Come on. To the house. No, that was actually really good. Um, Annie Lennox at 93. Annie Lennox Lewis. Stephen Tyler at 99. Guess who number 100 is? You probably won't guess. I probably won't guess. Are you going to allow me to, or are you saying I won't guess right? I will allow you. You won't guess properly. Number 100 is going to be... I'll give you a hint. More recent. 
More recent. Mm-hmm. So it was a man named Mo. Maurice. Oh. Um, a bad joke. <laughs> yeah, it's a bad joke. You should get a new one. I don't know. Wait, don't tell me. It's going to be... It's a singer. It is a singer. Okay. What um, are the odds of that? <laughs> we're narrowing it down. I want to guess... I don't know. Mary J. Blige. Interesting. Um, what was I going to say? What was I going to say? I don't know, Doug. David Byrne. Same as it ever was. Same as it ever was. Mm, same as it ever was. Uh... Let's see, who else? Please don't do that. Bono at 32. He doesn't deserve to be on this list. David Bowie at 23 deserves to be in the top 10 for me. Yeah, I would say that. Um, Nina Simone also. Prince at 30. Mm. Nina Simone at 29 and Prince at 30 is a crime. They both deserve... To be much closer to the top. So I guess what my question is, is... Who put this garbage list together? Is it best singers or most influential singers? Mm, I don't know. Because they've got some people up there. Well, it's is like Howlin' Wolf more influential than Bono? Well, what, con- what Bono's got working against him is that he's a cunt. Right. All right, I'll maybe rephrase it this way. Is Howlin' Wolf more influential than Bruce Springsteen, Elton John... And Kurt Cobain? Um, I don't know. Here's the thing, though, okay? And I... And Luther Vandross. I'm not trying to deliberately stir shit, but... It's what you do. It's what I do. And we gotta mix it up somehow. <laughs> but I, I... And this is a genuine... Like, I'm not saying this to, you know, get clicks. I really don't know if Kurt Cobain was that influential. Because they, it's not like Nirvana was the only grunge band. Right. There were at least three other grunge bands that were better or as good as Nirvana. Name them. Pearl Jam. I'll wait. Stone Temple Pilots. Well, Temple of the Dog broke up so Pearl Jam could exist. But you also have Soundgarden. What was... was, um, I was watching... Uh, John Oliver and he is doing a impression of the guy from Pearl Jam. Mm-hmm. It was pretty spot on. Eddie Vedder. That's right. Whatever. I don't yeah. care. You think I listen to Pearl Jam? You should. Pearl Jam's good. I had to drive people to a Pearl Jam concert and that that tarnished Pearl Jam for me. Really? This is out at uh, First Niagara Pavilion. Ooh. And you know my you know my feelings on that place. Post Gazette. Hate it. Do you? I hate that place. Not a post gazette fan. I mean the publication? No no. I mean the place. I mean it doesn't exist anymore. It sure does. Now it's the key bank No no, it's post gazette. Right. Um the worst designed concert venue. It's definitely weird. There's only one way in and it's also the only way out. It's definitely weird. I don't know that I have and they've got so much space, they could build, like, three other entrances and exits. That's true. Because there's nothing else out there. It's also true. Uh, I don't know. I guess I never really thought about it. 
There's a there's a place and I've never been to a concert there. I've only been the driver. Really? Yeah. Be, and it's made me not want to go to a it's concert. An, it's like it's like not a great venue. I've certainly been to better open mm-hmm. floor plan like music festival mm-hmm. fields. But it's you know it's it's not bad. I don't hate it. Um once I'm inside, I rarely have a bad time. Mm-hmm. But you're right. The parking lot scenario, the driving to, the getting home, the getting into the venue. It's like, like three hours to get out of there. It's a it's a bit of a thing. <laughs> but you're not really thinking about that when you're getting... Yeah, everyone you know, tailgates before. Really, they should be tailgating after. Just waiting for everyone else to get out. Yeah. Ugh. 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 It's making me angry thinking about it. Um, but yeah. Yeah. Dennis Quaid is the number one singer on the Rolling Stone list. Who would have seen that coming? Did you see the, uh, What's Your Face from the Parent Trap tweeted about Dennis Quaid? Lindsay Lohan? No. It was the, the fiancé. The young fiance. I didn't. She just tweeted like, watch out for those twins. And the internet fell in love. Watch with out her for humor. those twins. Kimberly Quaid? No. Mick Ryan? No. PJ Souls? No. All right. So Jack we're... Quaid. Jack Quaid? No. Zoe Grace Quaid? No. She's not related to him at all. She was in the movie. Oh, Thomas Boone Quaid. Right. The Randy man. Quaid. That's what, you know what though? Somebody said Dennis Quaid got married to a 26-year-old. I was like, well, probably better Dennis than Randy. Yeah. Randy Quaid just captures 26-year-olds. Yeah, that's true. Was it Natasha Richardson? 26 years. No, 26 year. I don't want to say this. He captures 26-year-olds. Yeah, there you go. The weak old babies. (laughs) Yes. Shout out to our weak old babies. Uh, Was it Polly Holiday? I don't know. I don't know her name. Well, Have you she... not seen The Parent Trap? No. Did she look like this? No, she didn't. That's it. That looks like my dad's aunt. How <laughs> <laughs> um, well, can you see her? She's so small. Was it <laughs> Natasha Richardson? No. R.I.P. How dare you disparage her? Okay. I'm just looking through. Was it Elaine Hendricks? I don't know. Douglas, you can't bring something like that up. You're not showing me the pictures. You just... Yes, it was her. It was Elaine Hendricks. Yes. Okay. We have the answers that we need. Oh, you're the worst. You Why are... Why do we do this? I'm canceling this. All right. I'm canceling you. I'm canceling... Doug hates Papa white sauce. people. Well, Don't you dare cancel Papa <laughs> Sauce. I'll cancel Big Meat any day of the week. You can't cancel Big Meat. Big Meat will always be around. <laughs> big Meat is eternal. We are Big Meat. <laughs> Oh. Big Meat and Papa Sauce strike again. Classic. It is classic. It's so us. It's so us. That's so us. It's the Big Meat. I can see that's so us. I don't so like that. Papa Sauce me. I don't like that at all. We I wish you wouldn't do that. <laughs> it's the Big Meat. Ugh. I can see. Jesus. <laughs> um, Jesus. I think I must have something in my eye. I can only see Big Meat. Ugh. Yeah. 
I'm kind of jealous that you get a chair and I get an ottoman. I mean, you can get a chair. We got I, chairs. I don't know. I used to have a chair. You did? I used to have a chair. I guess my chair was rescinded. You lost your chair privileges. I lost the chair privileges. You know what you did. Jesus. <laughs> you used to have a chair. Now you just have back problems. Yeah, that's really what it is. My, my poor uh, lumbar region. Well, someone used to steal this chair. Someone mm-hmm. did not live here. Yeah. Took the good chair. That's true. Consistently. So I'd were you... Like, uh, I'd be on like a folding chair. Were you relegated to the folding chairs too? Yeah. Were there two folding chairs? No. I would bring in the the computer chair for you. They had the arms. Oh. And cushioning. Uh-huh. And I would just be on the folding, the wooden folding chair. That's right. I forgot about that. I think I took the folding chair sometimes. Maybe, but I don't know. I, I think call me Ida, because Ida no. For as long as I've known you, and as long as I've been coming over here, I think I've probably sat in the chair like a handful of times. Yeah, like maybe three, and I'm being super liberal with that count. Well, last time you sat on the couch for the first time and sank right into it. I did. I fell all the way <laughs> to like the fourth layer of crust in the earth. I like immediately went below the arm on the chair. You need like a, you need Batman's grappling hook to get out of that you, chair. You did, and that's the other thing of it. It's like, it's like dropping into a bean bag from like the middle, but like just sinking immediately into it, and then you wind up looking like uh, what's his face, uh, getting dragged. Picture. Through the tunnels and it and it won. Oh yeah. Picture you're a uh, you're a small child, and like an older sibling just tosses you into the middle of a love sack. Yeah. And then you just can't get out. That's pretty much how it is. Um, great napping couch though. The only way to get out is to go prone on it and just roll off. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's probably the best. It really turns into like a, a fight or flight situation. <laughs> that's where that's where the, the that's where men become or boys become men and and uh, women, and girls become women trying to get out. That's like the real. It's like um, anyone can go in. Oh yeah, no, it doesn't matter. Like even if you're like a 34 year old with like a, a profession and a hobby, and you sink into that that love sack for the first time. That's it. That's like the what was that thing that like Spartan boys would have to go through where they're like four, like fight the wolf, or and they have to. Well, yeah, I mean, that was a metaphor, dog. Jeez, like read a book. But the the idea being that like they were young, and it was like here's a spear that we carved, and it has no. And it's like also it's Greece. Does it even snow in Greece? I don't know. I cannot focus. Right now. <laughs> uh, probably up in the mountains. But they weren't in the mountains. They were in Sparta. There's probably a mountain in Sparta. I don't There's think... There's a mountain they kicked the babies off of. Okay, well, let's... I don't know if they kicked them <laughs> they off. They kicked the weak old babies off of. We would never kick our weak old babies over. No. You're just going to cut all that out, because I, I can't... Yeah. I can't focus. Fine. You um, hear that? Trojans. You're, ne- you're never going to hear about our Trojans ever again. <laughs> just, just call it a <laughs> Um... Because we don't use those garbage-ass <laughs> dong bags. <laughs> it explains a lot about you, Kevin. 
in your four children. It's lifestyles or none. It would be great if someone listened to this podcast for like six months and after that point they found out that you had sired like four children. (laughs) (sighs) Wouldn't that be terrible to have four kids? Oh, I can't imagine. What a hell. That must be like... You might have been in that family. Honestly. You would turn out so weird. Me or the royal you? The royal you. Oh, yeah, sure. (laughs) The royal we. The royal we, yeah. The royal high. It's going to take people a long time before that Wikipedia article's made on you where it's revealed that you had three siblings. (laughs) Had. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. It's okay. They're all dead now. Sorry. uh, Don't know what happened, but... For the lore, we had to kill you off. <laughs> for the cannon. Yeah. Do it for the cannon. I ain't gonna do it. Uh, new Star Wars trailer. Uh-huh. I don't I don't know. I can't watch it because we're recording. We are. We're gonna get kicked off YouTube. What do you mean you don't know? What is there not to know about? I don't know about it. Kevin. In conclusion... <laughs> Get out of here. I said it. Oh. To bet. Ooh. And I Ooh. Oh, there's gonna be so much editing on this one. Yeah, you're gonna have your work cut out for you. Uh, but, um. I gotta tell you, Doug. Yeah, tell me. Tell me the Kevin. I am. Very hungry. You are. You want a hot dog? I do want a hot dog. I don't know where you'd get one at ten o'clock at night. Sheets. You want? You want me to get a sheets dog? I, I don't know that I want you to. I, I, I don't know where. I mean, A W is gone. A and W is gone. I'm more. I'm still more beat up about Long John Silver's being gone. You are. I think it was the Superior Restaurant. I will not hear anything differently. Hmm. But there's like nowhere you can really. Oh, this is like a small mom. What are you doing to that ottoman? This <laughs> is like a small mom and pop thing. There's no real like hot dog place. There's the O. Yeah, you don't want to go to the O. I'm not going to the O. Have you had the O? No. I mean, no. I've I've had natural casing hot dogs before. There's a difference between natural casing hot dogs and the O. Is it? The O. It's just you walk in, you feel dirty. Oh. And call it the dirty O for nothing. I'm sure. You know how many people have been robbed or murdered outside that place at night? Well, I mean, you're going to pit, so everybody's getting robbed. Hell, you're not wrong. <laughs> you are not wrong. I'm going to get robbed again next Wednesday, I believe. Um, you hate, you hate to see it. Yep, yep, you do. I've bribed, I've bribed my robbers with 150 dollops, but they're going to come back in December. Oh, what a scam that is! Truly. Cancel it all. Oh, you can't afford to pay it? Well, you still got to pay something. Yeah. <laughs> to not pay it. Uh, yeah, how's that work? Doesn't make any sense. It's a scam. And then Sally Mae has the gall to fly their employees out to Hawaii for like a week-long getaway. Unreal. It's like, what, wow, that must be nice. Someday, maybe, I'll get to see a picture of Hawaii. Yeah. <laughs> what gets me is the um, the constant emails that I get that it's like, New season, new semester, new season of school starting soon. Cancel it. Yeah. New semester. It's like, bruh. Neighbor, I have been out of school 
since 2014. You are not getting me back at you, this point. It always reminds me kind of of the uh, John Mulaney bit that he has where uh, NYU, um, they sent him like alumni emails for like donations. And he's mm. like, I gave you $200,000. <laughs> what did you do with it? Honestly, honestly, I don't know what they do with their money. Because like being a college professor isn't very lucrative. It's not. It's super not. Um, it's funny when I get calls around like springtime from like the alumni uh, association, and it's like freshmen or sophomores. They talk into it. They're clearly reading a prompt. Yeah. And I have to kindly explain to them that um, based off of my, the uh, you know earning ability in our neighborhood, uh, yeah, you should have either been a STEM major or not gone to college at all. Yeah. And I'm like, listen, bruh, it ain't, it ain't me. It ain't me. <laughs> that ain't me. Nah, fam, that ain't me. It ain't me. In the uh, inimitable words of John Fogarty, it ain't me. So ain't me. you're just going to want to keep, keep scrolling through that Rolodex of suckers. Yeah. yeah. Offer like, well, we want to put a new stained glass window. Great. Do it. Do it. I'm sure you can all use... A tiny fraction of your salary to yeah. pay for it. Yeah. Have nice things, but you got to pay for it. You know what? If you want to afford that stained glass window, maybe you should um, quit buying coffee so often and just make it at home. Yeah. You know? Did you ever think about getting a bus pass instead of Ubering everywhere? Did you ever think about that, smarty pants? Did you think about that, smarty pants? Oh, Gary. for the fathers. <laughs> Oh, stained glass for the fathers. For the fathers. Oh, man. Yeah, I don't like it. I don't like it one bit. I mean, I tell stained you. glass is fine, but... Stained glass is one thing. If, if they picked, like, better images to put in stained glass, like, funnier things. Yeah, like, uh... Um... This is probably why they don't do it. So, like, the, uh, the Jesus... Waxing his bowling ball. Okay, Put yeah. That insane question. I don't know if Jesus ever did that, but I, I caught you. <laughs> I picked it up. And I, was like, I don't think they had those when he was alive. Oh, that explains it. I mean, with, with the things they had out there mm-hmm. when I was thirty three, I'd be like, you know what? Just string me up on a on a post. We're like, we're gonna do that. We're also gonna put some nails. And he's like, you no, know, we don't need to do that. It's like, no, we decided already. You know, it would be kind of a fun movie to write. Hmm. If all right, so it's Run about away, a, Jesus. Well, it's about a movie about a guy that was born a day after Jesus was born, mm-hmm. but because his parents are narcissists, mm-hmm. he thinks that like he he so he's noticing that like when he's one, the year is one, and when he's two, the year is two. This is crazy. <laughs> so on and so forth until his pa- he's like, that's like a really strange coincidence. And like, mm-hmm. oh, well, it's because of you mm-hmm. that they're doing it. And so like, it's this guy who goes through his life blithefully unaware that Jesus of Nazareth is the real reason that all this stuff is being counted like this. But he's like, no, no, it's me. <laughs> and his name is yes, like, yes, please, it's a uh, George. Yeah, it's like George. <laughs> Or like, just G's. Jeez. Hey, what's up? Yeah. How can I help you? 
Can I help you? Can I? Can you, I, sir, I noticed that you called my name. Yes. But, what does uh, he need? I'm, I'm kind of famous. But, like, know. he uh, is constantly escaping from scenarios where he's, like, always in proximity mm-hmm. of, like, Jesus and his entourage. Mm-hmm. Um, but he always thinks that it's, like, the, the, the man's coming down on him. So kind of like the life of Brian, but less self-deprecating. Yeah. Okay. I think that'd be funny. That'd be funny. Scribe, write that down. I'm pretending to write something down. Um, you have notes? Do I have notes? Do we have notes? Do we have notes? I don't think so. I don't think we have notes. I don't know if we need notes at this point. No, we're we're a good way into this. Yeah. Um... I kind of wanted to talk about the the state of refereeing, but maybe we'll save that for the next cast. Man, it sounds like a whole thing to unpack. Yeah. We haven't had a sports cast yet. So. We haven't. We haven't. So I, we I look forward to that. Maybe yeah. that'll be the next one. Could be. Speaking of which, speaking of refereeing, just a quick, yeah, quick yeah. little anecdote. Did you see... It's not really an anecdote at all. It's a question. Okay. Um, the Pens game a few days ago where the ref... Uh, his like foot just got away from him, and then he like fell and hit his head off Ooh, the boards and then off the ice. Mm-mm. It was like the first time I've ever seen like a ref get injured like that. No, oh, yeah, in hockey, he had to he had to leave the game. I believe it. I want to say because like he was trying to skate backwards and like he kind of like just twisted his ankle mm-hmm. and then went down. Ugh, you hate to see it. Yeah, I've twisted my ankle before. Yeah, I've I've rocked my noggin off some uh, lake ice. Mm. That probably also explains a few things. Yeah, you bonked your noggin. I bonked my noggin. I hurt so bad. It's so mad. I'm so mad about how bad it hurt. I'm so mad about the pain. Yeah, I think there was a ref a couple of seasons ago that got rocked by a slap shot. Oh, it was either in the giblets or in the in the in the dome. And they don't have like any face protection. No. They're going down hard. They're going down. They're, They're yelling, yelling timber. timber. They better move. They, they better, better dance. dance. Like, wait, why do they need to dance? I don't know. Why are they? <laughs> Wouldn't that be funny though? Just to have like the, the, the cognizance, like timber. <laughs> it would be funny. I'd it enjoy that. So I guess yeah, we'll talk about uh, refereeing. Let's talk about refs, baby. baby. Let's talk about you and me being regulated. All right, we'll have to write that down. Write that down. Refs, salt and pepper. Refserendum. See what I did there? That's a good title for that podcast. Write that down. Current state of refs. It's like Ohio, because everyone hates it. (laughs) Great turnpike, though. What do you think is the most hated state in the union? Mm. Um, probably like West Virginia or Kentucky. Interesting. I have a personal soft spurt. Spart. Spart? <laughs> I have a personal soft spurt of hatred in my heart for Delaware. Really? Yeah. Why Delaware? Uh, because when I was learning the states as a youngin. Mm-hmm. Um, I kept forgetting Delaware, mm-hmm. and my father made me write it out like a hundred times on a piece of paper. Well, Delaware's like literally this big. Yeah, and it's the most forgettable state, because mm-hmm. what has Delaware done? Nothing. It's true. They're the first state and the first state that's forgotten. 
Um, if only Delaware were a little more self-aware. <laughs> I don't know what that means. I just wanted to say it. Hmm. Uh, I'm. I. I completely forgot your question. No, no. I remember my question. I will never waver from my opinion that Oklahoma is the worst state in the country. Oh yeah, you don't have a favorable opinion about Oklahoma. I hate everything about Oklahoma. Like, I can say that now that we have... Uh, Except the res. The res? The res. The reservation. Lands. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's fine. So we, where do we have reservations to? We're both poor. Uh, I mean, I have reservations about Oklahoma, I guess. But, <laughs> Is that what you're saying? Is that what you're getting at here, friend? But, uh, yeah. I mean, to be fair, I didn't see it in its best light. Right. But what I did see... You sure did see it at its worst, though. I sure did. So, you know, a 15-hour drive through a, a rainstorm turned into a hailstorm, what turned into a freezing rainstorm, what turned into a several tornado advisories. Oh, and one just isn't good enough. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's not, not a big fan. But it did lead me into one of my favorite states. Texas. Texas. You like Texas? I liked Texas a lot. Can we say that people from Texas are dumb? You know what? You know what my favorite thing about Texas was? I was doing 105 and getting passed up by minivans. Oh, wow. That's true. I thought Texas was a blast. I, I drove... The speed limit was so high there. It's like 85, I think. Yeah, and like that's like a... That's a guideline more than I Yeah, it's truly. It's a hard 85. Yeah. But, like, you drive so fast, and it's like, my car was shaking. I was mm-hmm. like, I don't, I don't feel safe. Yeah, it got to a point where, like, when I was, I was approaching Amarillo, mm-hmm. and where I found my first loves, oh, the gas station. What a great change. They are amazing. I've heard Flying J's are also, like, Flying real J's. up there. I've never been to one. Oh, Flying J's. I stay in loves for life. Flying J, if you go in there, if you use the restroom, mm-hmm. um, the stalls are, the door is sealing the floor. Oh, that's good. Uh, you walk in, it's like you're in your own private room. That's good. There's no connector underneath, so you can't like just reach under. Oh, that's people are want to do. Yeah. Just be like, hey, you gonna hold my hand? No, loves are the best. <laughs> Thank you. When I was in the Amarillo, or the one outside of Amarillo, I was fixing, because it broke... The, the the ice broke the grill of my car. Oh, wow. Um, it got so heavy and I was going so fast that the clips just broke. This is heavy, dog. So I had to like pull them back in, like the ones that were still intact, and I had to tape my grill to the front oh, skirt. That seems unpleasant to do. It, it was pretty bad. And it was like 30 or 40 in Amarillo at the time. So mm. I'm like on my back, under my car, like trying to like get these things together and a couple of, like, a truck pulled up next to me that also had ice on his car, and he was like, you coming from Oklahoma? And I was like, yeah. And he was like, that was a kick in the pants, wasn't it? And I was like, I love this place. Camaraderie. Because I hadn't talked. Like, snorted and spat right yeah. next to you. And then the next one that I was in, the next available loves that I probably had was what I'd already been in California for sizable amount of time. Oh, you didn't pass anyone between that? Not that I remember. Uh, you stayed in Southern. Yeah. We we were further north. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, because you, you went through Vegas. Yeah. 
Yeah, I went. I went slow road because there was there was one or two through Albuquerque which I could live in Albuquerque. Yeah, I passed by Albuquerque. It was. I think technically I passed underneath it. I mean, I told you this before, and I think you reciprocated. Um, I love New Mexico. Oh yeah, yeah. Truly is the land of enchantment. Yeah, New Mexico's good. Um, Arizona was nice too. I like Arizona a lot too, and um, yeah, those are good. Arizona, you know what though? Flagstaff was very good to me. Flagstaff was beautiful. Flagstaff was very good to me. I stand Flagstaff. Yeah. Um. Great country. I wish I had my camera then. Mm-hmm. We gotta do some traveling. Oh, I. I've been thinking about it for like a month. I was like, okay, well, first we need to like get this heap off the ground, but then right. yeah, like once oh, that, we're, we're taking the show on the road. We go on tour, ooh, child, <sighs> children, we go, babies. You ain't ready. You ain't even remotely ready. Mm. We'll sell t- we'll sell we go, baby t-shirts. Oh yeah, we have to, right. and like bibs. Yeah, bibs. That's good. Write that down. <gasps> Scribe. Write that down. You, we were born for the merch game. We truly were. Um, but no, the next time, so when we were, I was in LA for like two weeks and then sweet baby Ben, Oh, sweet baby Ben. he was like, I'm staying in, um, where was he at? Ben, where were you at? Los Baños, Los Baños. which is like three hours North of LA. The baths. It is the baths. Um, he, the bathrooms. Well, that's what we were at. So we were at a, we were at a, um, his place. It wasn't Los Baños. So it was like a little bit South. It was like 20 or 15 minutes south of Los Banos. It was basically an, a highway intersection that had a motel and a restaurant and a loves. God, the West is a wonderful place. Isn't it? And he was like, I've got a double bed, or I've got two beds, rather. Mm-hmm. So why don't you just crash here and save your money? And I was like, okay, sure. So I had to drive all the way up to hang out with him. And we went to loves. Obviously and, worth it. Obviously worth it. And I... Got to meet Rob Trulio. Mm. Trulo. True. He's anyway, he's the bassist for Metallica. Um, we didn't like, you know, exchange bro grabs and when stuff. Did like you meet him? I never heard that. Yeah, he. Well, it wasn't like a meet and greet situation. It was like he was paying for something and I saw him and I did a double take and he winked at me. Um, That's about as much as I met him. But. So it was something like he he's seen that look. He before. knew that I knew who he was, and he was like, "Thanks for not making a scene," and then mm-hmm. he left. Because you were just too verklempt. A little bit, yeah. Um, I gotta be honest. Very nice guy. Hell of a musician. Not my favorite Metallica bassist. Oh, hell of a sorry, musician, Rob. Because uh, he should have said hello. He should have said hello. He should have signed my arm. <laughs> but. Uh, with my ball, with my ballpoint pen that all I had on me at the time. You Just never carve it in. There. Never leave your house without your point five G two. G two, great pen. Oh, that's what I'm saying. Pilots for life. Mm. But yeah, there was a loves there. It was connected to a Del Taco. Of course, it was. And uh, that's where we watched a guy pull off. He was a truck driver. Whoa. Yeah, he pulled off without securing his load. Well, which is like, I mean, we've all been there. It's true. We've all been there, but uh, his load unfortunately landed in the middle of the highway, (sighs) which caused a big scene, big cleanup on that load. I can imagine. And uh, it was a hell of a thing. Real slick. Real, real slick. It was a hell of a thing. Um, 
but no, there was a, a very nice waitress um, slash bartender that was at this restaurant across the street from the hotel that Ben was staying at. And subsequently, I was staying at. Right. And she was saying, oh, well, you have to visit, you know, Los Banos. Mm-hmm. And he was like, what is it, the bathrooms? And she was like, no, it's not the fucking bag. You're an asshole. But that is the literal translation. Yeah. <laughs> She's like, it's the baths because there's like small tidal pools. Not tidal pools. They're just small pools. Um what are those things where they come out of the ground? Geysers? Geysers, yeah. Except they're not like active anymore. Right. But the, the water's still there. So it's like... Oh, lava pits. Yeah, they're like natural baths. Right. Or natural... Hot springs. Baños. Mm, bathrooms. So everyone pees in them. Everyone just drop trowel. Yep. Like that guy, that trucker. Yeah, like that. In, in the middle of the street. Wow. Our load. In the middle of the street. <laughs> That's not the one I was thinking of, but I'm, Arlo. I'm happy you went there. In the middle of the street. Um, yeah, that was a good... We should we should take this shit on the road. Yeah, we should. I think I fully planned to. Oh, yeah. You've already planned it out? Well, yeah. Okay. Do you want to do like a full circle around the U.S.? I think we have to start small. Okay, so you want to just I do like the Southern like, Hemisphere? Right, right. And then the Southern we'll, Hemisphere of the U.S.? Yeah. Here's what I'm thinking. Let's go to all the conflict nations. I'm saying it. Gaza Strip, it's your boys. (laughs) Where my weekle babies at? (laughs) And there's like actually like death and destruction all around. It's just it's just vultures. (laughs) Various carrion. Ooh, that's a good name for a band. Write that down. Various carrion. That was me writing it down. Oh, uh, Douglas. We should wrap this bitch up. We should. But not with Trojans, because those are <laughs> dumbass, shit-ass, just, I don't even know. I knew you were going to take it there. We hang out way too much, because I knew you were bringing it back for that. <laughs> it's Nerf or nothing. Nerf? Welcome to Nerf. <laughs> Makes the whistling sound if you go fast <laughs> enough. I guess I didn't throw it hard enough. Oh, we're getting it. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Doug. Did you have fun? I had a lot of fun. Good. I'm happy you had fun. At least somebody had fun. Yeah. Might as well be us. Yeah. I'm saying it. Well, um, then if we have nothing else to say Mm -hmm. um, for uh, We Have Fun, I've been Kevin. I am always... Douglas. All right, and we're going to catch you in the next one. So, you weak old babies, you you hang out. We'll see you we'll see you next time. Love our weak old babies. All right, Papa Saw signing off. Big meat checking out the flip. Oh god. Bye-bye.